Hi guys, Coach V here. Welcome to another episode of Transformative Talk with Coach V. I'm so glad that you're joining us on today for a brand new episode of the podcast. Every week, you know, we talk about something new and different as we continue our journey into the way that we think, the way that we talk, and ultimately the way that we show up in the world. Um, And so I know that tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So I wanted to just do an episode today on love. Um, I want to talk about this topic because I know that oftentimes this is a four letter word that is very much so um, heavily used, um, but not always meant in a way that we really internalize love for ourselves. Usually when we think about love, of of course, we we think about love that we have for one another, the strong affection out of personal ties or relationships with others. Um, Of course, our attraction to um, our mates, our spouses, Uh, be it, you know, through that physical attraction or even through the emotional or mental connection that we have, Um, even affection based on admiration that we have for people. But do we ever stop and turn that love around for ourselves? Uh, I know sometimes we'll say jokingly, you know, well, I love myself and, and those kind of things. But do we really have that same type of Um, affection for ourselves, that type of admiration for ourselves, that type of warm attachment or enthusiasm or devotion to ourselves. And that's not vanity. That's not arrogance. That's not self-centeredness. That's not selfishness. As a matter of fact, I think that's a very selfless um, way to be. We should absolutely love ourselves. We should absolutely care for ourselves in a way that whether we have that that husband or that wife, um, that girlfriend or boyfriend, we have that um, love of a family member, that we still have a really great deep love and and um, devotion to ourselves. Um, but first, I, I, I realize that uh, we have to start with understanding the love that God has for us. And when we are reminded of how much he loves us, the sacrifice that God made in giving his only son so that we could have this life, um, allowing his son to take on the, the form of a human and walk this earth for 33 years as a carpenter, Um, And yet then to make the ultimate sacrifice so that we could live this life. Um, It's just the beginning of really understanding the depth and the height and the breadth and the length of the love that God has for us. And so when we begin to think about that, I hope and pray that on your journey, that there will uh, come a place and a time that you will really see and understand and appreciate that love that Christ has for us by giving his life um, that will cause you to love yourself a little bit more to understand that 
in spite of all the mistakes that we've made, in spite of all of the poor choices and decisions that we've made, in spite of the fact of the things that we've said and done and the people that we've hurt and betrayed, God still loves us and he still has purpose. He still has need of us. There's still great things that he needs for us to do in the earth. Um, There are still gifts that he is developing um, on the inside of us. And so I hope that just listening to this episode will add um, a little light to the situation, will give you a little more insight and that you will really take some time to even journal about this as you're continuing to discover things about yourself or even as you are rediscovering things about yourself, I pray that the first thing will be the love that you should have for yourself. You know, we always hear that when we're on an airplane, um, we should put the oxygen mask on ourselves. Um, And so I hope that this will be an oxygen mask that you will put on yourself and pour back into yourself and allow the love of God to just wash over you, to permeate every Um, cell in your body to be reminded that he is your father and and your creator and he has so many wonderful great things in store for you but you must always be reminded of his great love for you no matter what you've done no matter who you've been no matter what you've said how many times you may have disobeyed or even delayed your obedience to God. He still loves you. He has not turned his back on you. He has not forsaken you. And he has absolutely not forgotten you. Um, And so as we get to uh, get ready to jump into this, I hope that you have your pen, your favorite journal, that you're jotting some things down that you can use in your your prayer time or um, journaling prompts, things that you can meditate on, even, you know, studying particular passages of scripture as it pertains to love. Um, So let's get started. So of of course, we always talk about how we got to this point. How do we get to a point that we really just do not love ourselves? We don't honor ourselves in that way. We don't um, have that um, affection or tenderness for ourselves. You know, there's nothing wrong with having that type of uh, concern for ourselves. Just as we have it for our friends and family members and loved ones, we should have it for ourselves first. It should start with us. And when people see that we have a great love and respect and, you know, certain level of honor for ourselves, then they have to fall in line. They realize that they can't treat us any type of way. Um, They can't disregard us or dismiss us. They can't, um, you know, cast us aside or take us lightly or, you know, trivialize the things that we say or do. There, There has to be a level of respect that's given, but we have to first show that we have that for ourselves so that others will uh, then know how they should treat us. But how do we get to a place that we don't love ourselves? How do we get to a place that we don't really honor ourselves in that way? We don't uh, show up um, as if we walk in the fullness of loving ourselves and loving everything about ourselves. 
again, not in an arrogant way that we're using that as a um, a false pretense or we're using it as a defense mechanism to cover up for the fact that we have some insecurities, that we have some areas that we know we need to work on. Um, we know we have a bad attitude. We know we have some bitter roots in our heart but we cover it up with a certain level of arrogance or pride. How do we get to a place that we really do not love ourselves? And then we therefore give the message to others that they don't have to love us in that way. They don't have to respect or regard us in a certain way because we don't show that what we give off is what we then uh, let other people know is the expectation what we give out to the world is basically saying that's what we demand back and people then choose to um, treat us accordingly so what we give out is also what we end up attracting into our lives or what we end up repelling And we could be missing out on a great blessing if we are arrogant and prideful and we're rude and and we're not loving. We don't show love one to the other. We could be repelling our biggest blessing. So how do we get to that place? Um, One thing that I thought about in preparing for this episode is we were never taught to love or to value ourselves. We didn't uh, weren't taught self-respect. We weren't taught to um really honor ourselves in that way we were not taught to speak kind words to ourselves one words those words were never spoken to us we were never affirmed we were never told we were beautiful we were never told we were loved Um, we may not have had that type of affection hugs be given towards us I know growing up my mom was not a very affectionate person I knew that she loved me, but of course, how many of us love to hear it? How, how many of us like to hear that we are loved, that we are appreciated, that we are valued, that we are special, that we are important? Those words mean a lot. Um, the, the actions absolutely speak louder than the words. I knew that my mom loved me because she worked hard every day to make sure that I had everything that I needed. Um, And so I know that that was her expression of love based on the way that she grew up. However, it's nice to know that people see you and value you and that you're loved. So when you're not taught that type of thing, when you don't have that as one of your core values or um, a core principle in your life, you're not going to necessarily do it. You're not going to continue it. You can't continue something that was never started. So you have to make the decision to be that generational blessing and to start something. The next thing I thought about is that we don't think highly of ourselves. And that can be based on things that were said to us as children, young adults, teenagers, um, You know, we're not told we're pretty, if we're not told that we're smart, um, if we're not compliments are not paid to us, um, then we don't know how to receive them. We don't know how to um, really embrace that, because if we've had a bad experience, say, with somebody paying us compliments and their motives were not pure, they had ulterior motives, they were harmful towards us. Um, They were given in an effort to take advantage of us mentally or emotionally or sexually. 
then we don't trust the words of people uh, because they may have ill intent. Um, They don't have good intentions, poor motives behind it. And so we don't think highly of ourselves. If we were told that we were ugly or we're not smart or, you you know, when we have negative things spoken to us, we're definitely not going to be in a place where we're speaking these things to ourselves until we really begin to seek our healing. Um, And so we lack the confidence and it shows up in our lives later on as arrogance. We cover all of that up with these defense mechanisms. We're rude. Um, it, it can lead to us being promiscuous and making bad choices as far as relationships and, you know, getting involved in drugs and alcohol. And we think that it doesn't, but it starts with the things that we were exposed to or not exposed to in our mother's womb trauma that maybe was experienced in our mother's womb that we then experienced as babies that we experienced as toddlers as we experienced as um, coming up in our preteen and teenage years and now here we are as adults and we look back at the relationships that we've had the 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 people that we've been involved in how they spoke to us how they treated us how they mistreated us But it all started because we didn't have that foundation of being taught to love ourselves or to have high regard for ourselves or to not think highly of ourselves, to, to have confidence in who we are. And the last thing I thought about is that we never had the example of what real love looks like in the physical sense. We can read the Bible all day long. And there are countless stories of God's great love for us. Countless. The love that Christ had for us. The fact that he left here and left a great comfort of the Holy Spirit. But in our families, in our communities, we might not have seen what that looks like. We may not have been in a two-parent household. We may not have had um, grandparents. We may not have experienced the true sense of a village. We may not know what that looks like. All we may know is dysfunction and hurt and pain. And and so we don't have that type of example. So now here we are going through life and trying to have relationships and try to have them be our version of successful or good. And really, they're not. We're just really still settling because we really don't know what that's supposed to look like. We really don't know what that's supposed to be because it was never exemplified. What was told to us was love was really not love. It could have been manipulation. Um, It could have been gaslighting. Um, And so we have to be very careful um, at the things that we have seen that have been um, under the guise or under the, um, the title of love, but it not really being love. Being abused physically or emotionally or psychologically is not love. But if I'm told that enough, then maybe I'll believe that. And then that's my only example of what love is. And so if we've never truly seen love, a loving relationship, a loving marriage, then we we really have no reference point. And God forbid we try to get it from television because that just does not exist. Let's be honest in today's 
um, day and time and what's on television, all of social media and reality TV, we don't know what's real from fake and, and we you know, we'll post on social media, love, and this is couples goals. And the fact of the matter is, is we don't really know what's going on. That could be simply to have a good post on the ground. So we don't even know what authentic and genuine true love is. And so when we throw those words around and we say those things, do we say it just to say it? Because that's the thing to say, to try to make somebody feel validated Or do we really have that true affection, love, appreciation, respect for a person? Do we truly um, have that great brotherly and sisterly concern for our brothers and sisters, um, for all humankind? Um, Do we have this unselfish and loyal benevolence one to another for others, for the good of others, because we only want what's good for other people? Do we really have that love? Do we really mean that? Love is a commitment in my eyesight. Love is a commitment. Not only is it the greatest command that God gives us, but it's a commitment um, and so if we don't have a reference point, then we we don't have anything to really continue to build off of. And so now here we are at a point that we are trying to figure that out and kind of get things straight and get ourselves turned around and on the right path, according to what the Bible tells us, according to what our father has told us in our time with him and his examples of his great love for not only Abraham and Moses and Esther and and all of these wonderful people in the Bible, but that's the same love that we get to experience each and every day. Now, how can I take that and really let that settle in with me and walk in that confidence, walk in that love every day, knowing that I always have the love of God. I always have the love of the Father. I always have the love of the Son who intercedes on my behalf every day to my Father. And that the Son loved me so much that he left his Holy Spirit here as my comforter and my right and ready conscience. How do I embrace that and walk in that every day? Knowing that I'm worthy, that I'm forgiven, that I'm deserving, even though I didn't do anything to deserve it, he still gives it to me. And so every week we have our transformative thought. This is our affirmation. This is our journaling prompt. This is uh, something that we sit and we study the word. This is something that we sit in our meditation time with God and allow him to speak to us about to really continue to embrace all that he has for us and and just the deeper understanding of God and, and his great love. And so this is our transformative thought for the week. I embrace God's love as I learn to love myself. It's very, very simple. We must learn to embrace the love of God as we learn to love ourselves more and more. 
So how do we do that? Of course, you know, we always have some transformative truths and I hope you will write these things down and these will be things that you begin to practice. These are things that you will begin to implement as you learn more about loving yourself um, and seeing yourself through the eyes of God and what he thinks of you. Of course, we always reference scripture um, and use it as our foundation. Um, and we're using Romans 8, 38 through 39. And this is um, a very uh, favorite scripture, passage of scripture for me that I always um, am reminded of in times of um, just when maybe I'm not feeling so good about myself or that I just need to be reminded. Sometimes, you know, I just need to be reminded myself that there are um, there are those days where we just are really hard on ourselves. We really feel down on ourselves. So sometimes, you know, of course, we always go to the word to be reminded of what God says about us and how he feels about us. And I love the message version of this. It says none of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. I love that particular um version of that scripture I absolutely love that we have to be reminded that nothing can separate us from the love of God that's what he's promised us that's what he's told us time and time again in his word Um, there's nothing that can separate us absolutely nothing and so even when we turn our backs Even when we question God, even when we get angry at God, even when we make a decision that we're not going to serve God, he still yet loves us. He still yet has his arms outstretched wide to us. He still desires to have relationship with us um, and, and close, intimate relationship with us. So how blessed are we to know that in spite of who we are and the decisions that we make and how we mistreat God, he still desires to have that relationship and that nothing can separate us from the love of God. So here are a few transformative truths that I want you to take um, with you going forward as we remember um, that we always have the love of God. The first thing is that we must learn to love ourselves. Reestablish the relationship with you. Take the time to think about what is it that made you begin to fall out of love with yourself? Are you judging yourself harshly? Are you condemning yourself based on your choices and decisions that you've made in the past? Um, Are you still harboring feelings from a past hurt or disappointment, a betrayal, a heartbreak, a relationship that didn't work out the way that you had hoped that it would work out? What is it that is holding you back from loving yourself? Did someone, um, you know, hurt you physically? 
um, emotionally, psychologically, you're not healed from that. If that's the case, I, I suggest in, invest in going to therapy, invest in going to a counselor, invest in doing what's necessary to get your healing. What someone else did to you is not an indication of who you are. It's not an indication that it was something that you deserved, that it was warranted, that it was a valid thing to happen to you. And if no one has ever apologized to you for that, let me be the first to say I'm so sorry that that happened to you and my heart breaks for you. But I know that there is someone that can heal all, that can remove all of the pain and hurt and devastation and give you a love that is everlasting. And so I pray that you will find it in your heart to begin to forgive yourself, that you will begin to love yourself and allow God and his love to wash over you. The next thing is I hope that you will let God love you and teach you how to love yourself. When you surrender all of that hurt and pain and devastation to God, he will give you the tools and skills to be able to learn to love yourself. His word will remind you when he says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, when he says that we were created in his image, then we're reminded we are pretty special. We are unique. We are set apart. So allow God to teach you, to reteach you, We have to unlearn some things and learn some new things. So that means some things have to fall off and we got to pick up some new things. So we got to let go of some things so that we can now fully sit in all this great stuff that God wants to teach us and remind us of how wonderful we are and how we were really just simply to die for. That it was worth him giving his only child. How many of us would say we would give our only child so that others could have life? So allow God to come in and heal those things. Allow him to reveal those things to you, but trust him enough to put it in his hands to heal you of those things so that you can walk in the freedom and the liberty that you so richly deserve. The last thing is let God teach you how you are to love others. The Bible tells us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Again, the Bible tells us that our greatest commandment is to love. And so allow God to teach you how to love others, even those that are unlovable, even those that may have hurt you, even those that have may have um betrayed you or disappointed you he teaches us to love those that have caused us pain that have caused us disappointment that has hurt us that have betrayed us that have lied on us that have talked about us that have stabbed us in the back that have slit our throat whatever we want to call it He teaches us to walk in forgiveness and love. That forgiveness is not for the other person. Showing them love is not for the other person. That is so that you can walk in freedom. So that you can walk in peace. So that you can walk in joy. 
so that you can walk in all of the things that God has for you. When you hold on to that hate, when you hold on to that anger, when you hold on to that bitterness and that resentment, you are holding on to things that are going to keep you from the promises of God. They're going to keep you from God's greatest blessings and his biggest breakthroughs. Because when you hold on to that, you don't have you don't have any space in your hand. Your hand is closed, so he can't put anything new and fresh in it. He can't put all these great things that you're praying and asking him for because you're too busy holding on to being angry over what somebody else did to you. So you can't really see the love of your life. And you've been sitting here praying for a husband. You're sitting here praying for a wife, but you're still angry at the boyfriend from high school and what he did to you. So how are you going to be able to receive the love from the person that God means for you if you don't allow yourself to be healed from the past? You can't take your past into your future. It does not determine your future. And so we have to learn to let those things go so that we can embrace these new things. So let God show you how to love. One thing that I always make a joke about Um, is that I really understand where 1 Corinthians 13, you know, love is patient, love is kind. I really understand that having been married to my husband for um, almost five years, I didn't really understand it until I got married. And he had to show me how to love my husband I had to see my husband the way God sees him. So therefore, I have to love him the way that God loves him. If I love him in my own, my love will always wax and wane cold. I'll be head over heels one day and be angry with him the next. But if I love him with the love of Christ, if I love him the way that God loves him, I'm going to fall in love with him more and more every day. Then I have a peace that surpasses all understanding. Then I'm able to be patient. Then I'm able to be long suffering. Then I'm able to bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things because love never fails. And so I pray that you will get to a place that you will understand and appreciate and be able to walk in the excellence of love. That you will embrace the love that God has for you and allow that to be your reference point on how you are to love yourself and then love others in spite of who they are or what they are done. We're not here to judge them. We're here to love them. We're not here to condemn. Even though it may be something that was done to us, we don't do unto others as as was done unto us. That is not what we're supposed to do. We are to do unto others as we would like to have it done to us. We treat others with the love of God, even though they may not have treated us like that or or someone from our past may not have treated us like that. We do better. Now that we know better, we do better. I pray that you will allow God to love you again, that you will learn to love yourself again so that you can embrace the love of Christ, that you can embrace the love of people and that you will be able to give love freely with no conditions, 
no requirements, no attachments, no strings attached to it, but that it's just pure free love. Your love is something that the world did not give you and the world cannot take it away from you. No matter how a person may treat you or mistreat you, you are always to walk in love. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of um, Transformative Talk with Coach V. I hope that you'll join us again on next week when we have a brand new episode um, talking about something else really great and exciting as we continue this journey to transforming our mindsets and showing up in the world as as exceptional human beings i really appreciate the love and the support uh, please make sure to follow me um, on facebook at vanessa o green you can follow me on instagram at i am coach v1 you can follow me also on tiktok at coach v1 um share this podcast with friends and family members and loved ones i would love to see my audience grow i would love to hear from you feel free to send your questions to info at vanessaogreen.com i love you guys thanks so much for joining me keep showing up and keep doing your work and remember i am always always rooting for you until next time